Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Positive Mindset Podcast, where we work together to raise our vibration, lift our perspective, and build a positive mindset. My name is Henry, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to create a positive life that you are passionate about. And I'm really excited about this because this is a great interview with someone that has been on the podcast before, and she is someone that has done exactly that. She has the corporate background, but had a vision, had a passion for something, and has jumped into it and is doing it abundantly. So I can't wait to dive into this conversation because it might be something that inspires you to do the same. But before we get started, we're going to take a few moments to slow down, zero in. We're going to take some deep, healing, meditative breaths to help us align on the frequency that we want in our lives. So you're going to pick a word. It can be love, joy, abundance, happiness, forgiveness, whatever frequency you want. And when you breathe in, you're going to say that word over and over and over again, really charge yourself up with it. And then as you're holding your breath, visualize yourself doing something in that frequency. And then once you exhale, Anything that no longer resonates with you will leave you and you'll be in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. And out. All right, well, we're going to do another deep breath. This one is all about alignment about getting yourself in receiving mode so that you can receive the message that you need to uplift and get you in that positive mindset. So just imagine that you are surrounded by the most healing, uplifting energy that's meant specifically for you. It could have a certain color, a certain taste, a certain sound, a certain temperature, however you visualize it. When you breathe it in, it's going to charge you up. It's going to break down those negative barriers. It's going to break down those blocks. It's going to get you feeling light and energetic. And then once you exhale, it's going to take all of that negativity with it, leaving you in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take another deep breath in. And now... All right, well, I'm so excited about this message, so let's go ahead and dive into it. And we are here, so I'm really excited about this interview. This is the second time that this guest has been on, and there's a reason for it. You know, we all are growing through different paths, and there's not one point where it's like, okay, I've made my decision, I'm doing this, and then it's just straightforward. Like, there's always things that we're growing and changing, and that's going to be kind of the conversation here. So I'm so happy to reintroduce again, Francesca. Um, If you don't remember, we did episode a while back, but Francesca, welcome to the show. And if you want to kind of introduce yourself real fast. 
Henry, thank you so much. It is an absolute pleasure and an honor to be back here with you. Thank you so much. My name is Francesca Zampaglione. I am a CPA turned stylist. But what I truly do is help people and corporations with dress code, right? I created a presentation that I love to speak about because I really don't want people being held back because they're wearing the wrong thing. And that can happen. Yeah. So, you know, just to kind of summarize, yeah. then we can dive into that stuff. Um, you were someone that was in the career field, you know, a CPA, yeah. and then, you know, went to the career and then you've had this passion. And, you know, so if you're listening, just don't think that your passion has to be dress codes, yeah. you know, it can be anything, yeah. but the stories are what is important. So when you had your job, so we're going to go back in time a little bit. When you had your job, how long or how long did you work in your field mm. with the idea that there was something different that you might want to do? Well, that's such a great question, Henry, because, you know, I went to college, studied accounting, you know, went for the CPA licensure. Like I had to maintain a level of focus, right, that entire time. And then I went to work for this big firm. But how long have I known? I've known all along, but I'm like, I have to get, I have to do this. I have to go to college. I have to get a career. And then I think a lot of us go through this where, you know, we have to pay the bills and we need to pay our college debt, but we have this yearning inside of us that perhaps we don't pay enough attention to until it's time. There's, there's a reason I am grateful for all, you know, all the reasons, but um, it wasn't until I will say 10 to 15 years ago, I spent a couple, about two, two and a half decades in corporate, right? So I, I okay. did the accounting thing and then did a couple of other things, but I created something, as I mentioned a few moments ago, like a course to help people understand why it's important to dress to the next level, you know, paying attention to your image so that you're promoted and that you're recognized and, you know, not for your clothes, not to be a distraction. But that came to me about 10 years ago because of a conversation. And I know that conversation was divinely planted. Like I, I pay attention to that stuff more now than ever before. So how long ago in essence, Henry, to answer that in honesty, it's about 10, 10, 10 plus years ago, not the whole time that I was in corporate. Well, so, so the whole time it wasn't like this feeling like I need to do something. It started to creep, creeping up of like, there's something else that I might be yeah. meant to do. Yeah. It was kind of buried and I didn't have the opportunity to do it. So I want to say, if I go back to around 2007, right, that was a bit of time ago, um, you know, I was married at the time. My husband was going to take this assignment out of the country. We didn't have any kids. So I'm like, I want to create a business that's going to keep me busy on the weekends, that side hustle. And that side yeah. hustle is what I do today, right? I put it aside because, you know, we were married. I needed to sell the house and I needed to focus on those things in my career at the time. And then I left corporate in 2017. So 10 years after that happened, I said, okay. I want to get back to that. There's a reason why I started that business. So here I am. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, especially with 2020, a lot of people started realizing that what they were doing wasn't fulfilling mm. um, and it wasn't, you know, rewarding. I, you know, I think you can put up with doing something that you don't want to do if it's rewarding. Like, it's like, okay, well, 
I am getting a lot of money, or at least the work is really impactful or stuff like that. And so a lot of people are finding that maybe it was always that, but they're just more aware of it. And so they've been looking around like, okay, there's got to be something different because you do still need to produce. And I think, you know, we do get happiness in work. It just needs to be the right work, oh, you know, not yes. necessarily like that doesn't mean you can't be an accountant and be happy and, and love every second of it right. uh, or work in the corporate ladder and, and love it. Like you can absolutely do those things, but there's this calling. I think people feel sometimes to make a shift and it could be doing something specific. So you have gone down the path. Has it been easy? No, but I wouldn't give it up, <laughs> Yeah, but I wouldn't give it up. It hasn't been easy. Um, challenging at times, but more rewarding because, you know, speaking of the pandemic, that was the most introspect time of my life. I journaled a lot. I, you know, really went deep because that's what I did with my time. Everybody did something different, right? But for me, it was that growth that I needed as far as like, okay, it's not about, I'm not here for me. I'm here for other people. I've realized that I realized self-love. I realized that my time in corporate, you know, was towards the end toxic and I was experiencing imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome is who am I to do this and who am I to do that? And we have that a lot. So I was able to grow through that in the past couple of years, right? That's so it hasn't been hard. But boy, going to, it's like the end of the rainbow. There's that pot of gold, right? It's just knowing yeah. that climb is going to be, you know, it's going to be tough, but like, wow, like, what do I have here in my hands? I have something that I can truly help others with. So uh, we were talking a little bit before we started. And again, this is something that's just been a theme about, you know, finding what it is that you're meant to do. And it's not always a thing, right? you know, it's a thing internally and then it it guides you. You didn't, you know, stop working in corporate and then automatically start doing what you're doing now. There was a path. Yep. So how did that path go and how did it evolve into what you're doing now? Hmm. So I will say this, being in corporate long enough, first of all, I thought I could figure it all out. You know, I was in accounting. I, you know, I was very organized. You know, the accounting life, you know, fed my organizational skills and being able to stay, you know, just keeping things organized and doing well for others, right? Paying attention. But it's, there was an evolution, right? So I didn't know immediately, Henry, what that, what, what I was going to do. Had you asked me five years ago that I would know today, I wouldn't know. But now, I'm getting better at predicting because I'm visualizing what I want. Then I was just like, I really don't know. So I started selling a women's clothing line, which is was exclusive. But I learned a lot through that process. I learned a lot that, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things that as women we think about that we can't do and we can't achieve. And sometimes our clothes help us, but there's, you know, what we wear on the outside. And I, I believe I've said this before with you reflects how we feel on the inside. So I really like to work with people making that uniform because I want people to feel powerful in what they wear and com- powerful in the sense of confidence. So there was a path in just trying everything I could out. 
and keeping an open mind about like, okay, I, I want to do this. Like I was a client of this line. Let me see if I can sell it. Oh, let me see if I can do this. And in each and every step that I took, Henry, I learned so much to get me to where I am today, right? Met so many people, met hundreds of people, created a different business, which we can get to, but really paying attention to people who came into my life and understanding why, and then working with that. So there is no yeah, clear, and it, right. Yeah, there's no clear path. And I think one of the things that um, has been a struggle point for me and, and probably for you is when you are in a career, um, you do get good at it. Yeah. You know, I would say you're probably good at what you did. And, and most people, you know, they do try and they get, get really good at it. And the more you do something, the more energy you put into it, the more like that expands in your life. And when you talk about like, for me, you know, I want to help people want to lift people up, create, you know, experiences and things like that. Well, the less I do of that, then the less skilled I'll be at it. Uh Right. And it's like for you, the less you did with consulting and and the wardrobes and all that stuff, the less you would be in your ability would be at it. And so what happens is that you get really good at one thing, even if you don't love it anymore. And then you try to do the thing that you do love, but it's not up to the standard that you normally would do something at because it's, you know, you're new, you're a baby at that versus, you know, skilled at the other thing. And so that defeats a lot of people. You know, they don't, they don't think like, okay, well, I need to put five, 10 years into this to get like, I've put 20 years into my career to where it's at that level. And we tend to look at people that are doing what we want to do. And we're seeing them in their fifth and 10th year. And then trying to compare it to our, you know, one month yep. thing. And that's another thing. So how do you, how do you push through that? Mm. Yeah. Competition can be so fierce in our heads when we allow it to be right. Um, you know how I pushed through it, Henry? I showed up every single day, showing up, listening to experts, trying not to compare, you know, um, we have this beautiful thing called social media where it makes it really easy, but you're right. Let's use them as a guide more than a competition. We also compete with ourselves, you know, I'm not doing what I used to do, right? I'm not as good. Well, because I'm good at working something else out now, right? People are like, oh, but you went to school for accounting and you had that license. What a waste. Absolutely not. Because each and every step that I took taught me something new and different. And I've been through so many things that I can share the experience to help others get to where I am. So on a scale of one to 10, Maybe I'm only like at a seven or an eight, but there are plenty of people one through six that I can help bring to where I am today, whether it's starting a new business, whether it's not knowing what to wear to a wedding. (laughs) My friends will call me and say, I'm struggling with uh, my mind today. My mind junk is just, you know, can you talk to me? Absolutely. I'll pick up the phone, right? We need that. We need that coach and support system within. So there was something that you said that um, really resonated with me. Hmm. And you mentioned like, you know, is it a waste doing those things? All of the things that you listed, like a degree, um, a career, you know, the money you would make, um, none of that continues on past you, right? Like when you leave this experience, then that stuff doesn't go with you. That's right. Right. Um, And it also doesn't go with the people you interact with, but the one, there's one thing that does, and you said the experience you could give. Yep. And so in that sense, nothing is truly a waste if you gain perspective from it and give that away because you can give away 
abundantly like endless that's that right. information that's right you know you could do a podcast and ten thousand people could listen to it you could do you know just talk to your neighbors you know you can give that experience it's going to affect them and continue to compound down the road you can't give your degree to somebody you can't give your doctorate away to somebody you can't give your position away at your job this you know like those things don't transcend but what you get while going through that yeah. if you give you know, can. That's so brilliant. You articulated that so well. I have this saying that I read every day. Um, there's no waste of time and there is nothing that is wrong. There is no waste of time and there's nothing that is wrong. There is more to that statement that I read every morning. That's so important for us to remember for all the reasons that you just shared. Um, I am working with someone as a coach and she was having a tough time. Like she moved out of state. She's, you know, broke up with a long-term boyfriend and then she starts dating someone. She's like, am I, am I dating someone too soon? I said, how does it feel? Do you feel good when you're with them? She's like, yeah. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Why do you feel bad about that? She's like, I don't know, because maybe, maybe nothing. And I said to her very clearly, there is no waste of time. There's nothing that is wrong. You've learned from that past relationship, how you want today's relationship to be. And we're each, you know, you're a better person because of it. She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, so whether it be a relationship with a person or a relationship with your job or your work or whatever, we learn from people, people hold a mirror to us, right? So there's something, and I want to say this because I've been saying it more because I'm trying to recognize it in myself. If there's something that is bothering me about another person, I need to look inward to say, well, why am I recognizing that? What do I need to pay attention to within myself that I need to work on? So I say pay attention to, to things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so um, let's fast track a little bit now. So you in the between the last time we talked, yeah. um, you've pivoted a little bit, even more, I would say evolved or expanded into something more. So what are you doing now? And what's that like? Yeah, well, just as a point of reference, and thank you for that question. You know, when we last spoke, it was like, you know what, Henry, I'm a confidence coach. And I just gave you an example of, you know, someone who I work with on confidence, right? Breaking up with their boyfriend. But I went back to my roots looking at what I love to do. And that is truly like my company dressed smart and working with companies and dress codes. There's a lot of confusion today. A lot of confusion because of what's happened over the past two years. Am I going back to the office full time or part time? Is it hybrid? And there was never any dress code defined for Zoom calls, right? And people were showing up or laughing at everybody's outfits on the television. Like, oh, my goodness. It's actually a term, by the way. It's called a Zoom mullet. Have you heard of that term? No. Right. I had it. I'm like reading these articles from the Wall Street Journal. And I don't know if they coined the phrase or not. I don't know who coined it. But I find it so. So a Zoom mullet is when you dress for work at the top and there's a party on the bottom. Right. You're not. It's totally mismatched. Right. So yeah. there was really never a, a dress code assigned because we were so worried about other things like, I don't know, living and not getting sick and all the things that went over the past two years, right? So I should say two and a half now. But in any event, <laughs> there's a need there of understanding, okay, should you have a hard and fast dress code? Well, people aren't going to respond well to that. And we do need to create a culture within our work environments. And it is, yes, hard 
to create it within the Zoom world, but maybe not, right? But let's pay attention to how we present ourselves to our clients because clients want to know when you're client facing, whether on Zoom or video call or in person, they want to know that you can take care of them, but they also need to see that you can take care of yourself, right? So there's that circular motion, like I'm presenting myself to you, Mr. Client, and you might dress a certain way, but I'm going to dress a certain way to you so I can show you that I'm here for you. So that's, so that's kind of this, why I, I transitioned because I, I just see a need there and I feel like I'm well positioned to do it because I've been speaking on this topic for 15 years. Yeah. So, so we're going into a lane that is like not my specialty, okay. you know, outfits and clothing and, so we and matching can go out. and all that right. stuff. Right. We can go out. But yeah. 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 No, no, let's stay in it. Let's stay in it. Cause this is something that I think about all the time. So, um, you know, presentation does matter in a sense. Um, and I think, and, and this is where I want your opinion mm. on this. So, um, cause I've talked to a lot of people that are making career changes and, 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 or thinking about making career change. And I think this is something that, um, is a big, big deal. Um, there's the mass, what's it called? The mass resonation where like oh, all these yeah, people the are quitting their jobs or the great, great yeah, resonation. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of terms. But people yeah. People are leaving their jobs or looking for other opportunities. And, um, you know, I do agree. I think that the clothes matter, right? Like, cause that's an image. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a decision if they matter. And this is where I want your feedback on this. Like mm. if you were consulting somebody on this, um, if you, like, you can decide to wear what you want to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to be okay understanding that, you can't force someone's perception of you to get past what you're wearing. And I think that's where we're, we're, um, we might be at an impasse with some people where someone might say, well, I want to wear this and you should accept me for this. And I think in that sense, that's maybe the wrong approach because you're forcing someone else to change. Um, when, if that's the energy you want to put out, like you want to wear this, then you'd probably be better served pushing to go to an area where what you like to wear and what you do is the norm and accepted and and like fits in um, and not judge people for also wanting to look a certain way, you know, whether it's dressing up nicely, wearing, you know, professional clothes and stuff like that. Like, I feel like we have this reverse judgment going on Mm. where it's like, well, yeah, no, I want to wear, you know, I'm wearing gym clothes right now, but I work in a gym. So that's different, but you know, like where I want to wear gym clothes, no matter what, you're not going to tell me to put on a suit and you should still hire me for your job. And like, how do we, like, where's the middle ground there? Cause neither one is right or wrong. Cause there's no right or wrong. Like it's just clothes in the end, you know, and, and what's the, the norm. Um, but how does someone find that middle ground where they're still being true to themselves you know, like, no, I, I want to wear these things because they make me feel this way, or they give me this power, yeah. or they do this. And also figuring, okay, well, I also want people to know that I'm professional or know that I'm good at these things. Like, what's the middle ground for something like that? That is such a great question. Because ultimately, I'm not saying you have to spend a ton of money, right? But we want to be presentable, right? Have, um, you know, whatever you're wearing, make it clean, neat and fitted. So make sure it's not hanging off of you that you're showered or that you, so it's investing in yourself in that way. The middle ground is understanding your industry. 
So, for example, um, like the legal and accounting industries and the finance industries have a tendency to dress a certain way. And then marketing and information technology, you know, those people in the back end have the ability to dress a certain way. I think the middle ground answer to leveling off both industries is a yes, understanding the one that you're working in and um, presenting your best self and presenting your best authentic self. So when I say non-distracting clothing, so if you're uh, a person who likes to wear earrings, if they're like sparkly, they can become distracting, right? So it's paying attention, like maybe they're just not fair for the workplace. Maybe that's good for going out. The other thing I ask women in particular to pay attention to is like make sure the top's not too low cut because that's distracting for males and for females. So that's just a basic middle ground. And I want to answer this question also with an example. So I had a young man who I was working with. He was uh, interviewing. He was graduating with his um, graduate degree. So he's, he was in you know an MBA program and he was getting ready to interview and he was in the construction industry. And he's like, I'm going, they've asked me to come to a construction site and I have to wear a hard hat because that's protocol for where I'm going. Should I wear a suit and shoes like dress shoes? And he's like, I'm confused. I'm not sure what to wear. So I said, okay, who will you be meeting with? And what do you think they'll be wearing? He's like, well, I, they'll be wearing work boots. And I'm like, well, that's what you should wear. We want you to fit. You're absolutely right. A suit is not going to work here. So let's take a step back and pay attention. Like you would look kind of silly wearing a suit when everybody you're out in this, you know, construction site, you have to wear a hard hat. So maybe, you know, wear the construction boots because we don't want you getting hurt. You have to wear a hard hat and wear something like that you think your boss would wear. So it doesn't have to be a blazer, but like a nice jacket right? A nice clean, you know, something that is, you know, your size and it looks presentable. So that's the middle ground, Henry, is really understanding your industry and presenting your best self and paying attention to what you think, you know, your boss or that next person up or even two people up would be wearing. Does that help answer the question? Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, too, clothing, or, you know, uniforms, whatever you want to call it, also has a lot to do with culture, mm -hmm. you know, what the, the culture is at that business. And so uh, like a good example is um, people that have listened to podcasts for a long time know that I worked for Gold's Gym yep. and then they went through bankruptcy and then I got laid off when that happened. And then, you know, a year or so goes by and I work for Gold's Gym again. Yep. Like I was able to come back and it's, you know, been a really good fit with everything that I'm doing on my end. Um, but the new company that bought it, it's a very different culture than the old company. And so the old company was very like dress up, you know, button down shirts, you know, slacks, you know, professional, even ties, you know, it was very, very professional. Um, and that's in dress. I don't necessarily mean professional in like how things were running, right. but it was professional in, in like dress code. Okay. And then this new company like is very anti any of that, you know, it's gym clothes. Like you should look like you can work out right now. Like you work in a gym or, right. you know, you're and so much. So like even, our support center, like they got rid of the name corporate office or above club, like they got rid of all those names and the, the support center. 
they want them dressed like they work in a gym because they want that that feel like yeah, you work for sure. Gold's gym. You should look like you, you know, dress like you work for Gold's gym. And what that's done for me, and I think this would be good to get your opinion on, is like I like dressing comfortable in, in gym clothes. And you there's definitely high-end gym clothes. So oh, it's yeah. not like, you know, you have to buy the baseline. I mean, yep. there's shirts that are well over a hundred dollars and they're workout shirts, right. you know, so you can definitely get the high-end stuff. But um Clothing can definitely, I don't think it has to, and I don't think it's like, okay, this is fact, but clothing, just like a car, just like a nice piece of jewelry um, can have the energy that you perceive it to have. That's right. That's unique to you. And when you have it as a part of you, it can magnify. Yes. And so how do you use that to help people with confidence? You know, like you said, you were a confidence coach before you know, find that, like if someone's listening right now, so yep. they're not, I mean, of course I'll put all your information below so they can reach out to you, yep. but say they're just going to listen to this and this is what they're thinking. They're like, you know, I do feel a little, you know, I feel depressed or I feel down or I, I don't feel confident. Um, you know, I don't feel me. How do they do that through whether it's, you know, their outfits or like a piece of jewelry or, or something along those lines? Right. So, Henry, that is a great question. And if they are feeling down, it's going to be a process in understanding who they are and what lights them up. What lights you up? Right. What makes you feel good about yourself? So it really is an introspection on, you know, am I in a job that is not lighting me up? Am I doing something that's not lighting me up? Am I in a relationship that's not lighting me up? What do I need to change? What can I change? What, what baby step can I take today? And it's keeping that focus. But first and foremost, we need to love ourselves for who we are and not change ourselves for someone else and then taking that step. So how, how do we find that right piece? The person is going to know once they put it on, perhaps they, you know, they've, they're wearing something that they don't, when they look in their image, they have to look at themselves and be happy with that. I want people to be happy with that image. So what can we change? You know, do we buy a new shirt or a new pair of pants or a blazer? Like a blazer is hand, like the key piece. uh, you can wear a blazer and jeans and it look amazing. Like if you want to dress up and you're not sure, like keep a blazer in your office or your home office, whatever. And you could just immediately, it levels it up. But when I put one on, it makes me feel great, right? Like when I'm getting ready for a presentation, like when I was in corporate and I had to announce that we didn't meet our numbers, I would make sure I would wear like my outfit that I knew felt good, that looked good. So I could feel confident and I would do like a power pose. So it's also our body language speaks volumes, but here's the number one thing. If you just erase everything I just said, it's the words we tell ourselves every day. The words create the thoughts that create the feelings. So let's go back, start with those words every single day. And that's every, if you have to write it on a post-it, to remind yourself that you're great, that you're amazing, that you're worthy, that you're adequate, that you're loved. Like, we need to make sure we pay attention so to the words that we tell ourselves. That, to me, is the foundation of success because that helps us get out of that funk. And sometimes we need someone to help us remind, you know, remind us that we need that. So create a support network. Like, we're not in this alone. 
we are not in this alone. We're in as a collective. There are people in your life that love you and support you. Reach out to them and tell them that you're have, you're struggling that day or whatever it may be, right? So be careful of the words. Let's start there and then talk to people who you know who can support you in your journey. We're not here alone. We're here with a multitude of people that care about us. And that can take time too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's that's the big thing is what you say, you know, we are what we say and think, right? Like that that's what we are. Yeah. Um, that's what we are on the inside. Yep. And that's that's what matters. Yep. And so the clothing or the jewelry and stuff like that, the idea is that it helps you reinforce those positive things. Yes. Um, but you can be miserable and hate life in the nicest Italian suit in the world. Um, and at the same time, be the happiest, most free, loving person in something from Goodwill. Yep. You know, so it's not like factual in the sense like this item of clothing is good and high frequency and you wear it and it'll do that. It's how you perceive it. Now, what can happen is when somebody um, designs something really nice or they, they put high in energy into something. Um, it, I believe would it be more likely to have that effect of uplifting, you know, like there's a reason why when, if you're in the cars and you see a high end, like luxury car, a lot of times we feel it's different, but in the end, it's a car you get in. It still takes you place to place, yeah. but when you can appreciate the design and all the stuff that goes into it, then you see that because you have somebody that designed it, that dedicated their life and their passion and their art, all that stuff to design that car or design that item of clothing. Right. And so that's why it can have that effect. And it just tends to be more expensive because there's more in it. You know, the money is the correlator, right? Like they could sell it for less, but then it wouldn't be designed. You know, if you are the highest version of yourself, you're going to receive a premium for what you can do. Ah. And so yeah. you're going to be asked to design the best car, the best outfit, the best thing. So I think that's where it is a bit factual that, yes, this will make you feel good because of the high level that was put into it. You know, it's it's like where you shop. It's you know, like if you go you shop, shop, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with shopping at, at Walmart or Kmart or Target or, right. you know, high-end store, like, you know, whatever resonates, you know, with you and you feel good about but if you go look at the design of each store and your frequency starts resonating with, oh, wow, this store, they did a lot of design in it. And, you know, so that means they got people that that's like their gift to design it and stuff. So there's higher energy in that. Right. And so that's why I think the nicer clothes, and maybe nicer is not the word, but, you know, the right clothes can have that effect. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Yoga pants, we talk, they're different. You can pay $20 for, for a pair of yoga pants or $100, right? But when yeah, you invest, or more. or more, crazy. Yeah. But And when you invest in yourself, you're like, oh, these are good. I'm going to buy the good ones because this is what I'm about. It's the energy, it's the vibe. I mean, you said that so clearly, um, the positive energy that went into designing something of this caliber, right? So... Um, and it is the words. It really is the words, Henry. Oh yeah. And the people creating it are saying those words. Yep, and that's something that, yep. 
I've added a lot in my life recently. And that's like one of the reasons why I've been doing more interviews on the podcast. It's, you know, one, I want to share different perspectives, but two, I want to connect with people that are pursuing their, you know, whatever that is, like pursuing their greatness, quote unquote, or their, you know, their ish, like what, what makes them their thing. And so I'm able to take from that. And, you know, it used to be um, like the, the shirt I'm wearing right now, it was like a gift. It was an Under Armour shirt. It's, you know, probably $20 shirt. And that would be normally what I would wear when I would work out or something. Cause that's what I was doing right before this. Um, but I've recently started deciding that I'm going to buy the expensive one. And I do feel different when I, when I have it, because I think about, like, I appreciate it. Whereas before um, I would appreciate the cost, but I didn't appreciate what went into it to make it. And so I've been trying to, if I can get the nicest thing that I can afford or something like that and try to appreciate the genius in it. So that way I can take some of that back into myself, because if I can take it to myself, then I can give it. And I think that's really cool. Cause that's probably underneath it. That may not be how you explain it, but that's what you're doing to, for people. You're helping them see the genius in something that they can wear and then they can incorporate into themselves and you know, do whatever it is they're going to do. Right. So I might not be saying it, but you're articulating it so well. I mean, <laughs> you're so I'll bring you along for my marketing journey, then I'll be calling you after we're done. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is, it is that feeling that we're trying to emulate that feeling of success of happiness. Ultimately, that's what we want, right? That feeling of happiness every single day, because that's what we want inside. And that's what we'll, we'll attract. But I hear you on, you know, buy the best that you can afford. And that's what I, when I speak to college students, Henry, I say, you know, buy the best that you can afford. Let's buy quality over quantity. And that like, stick with that for the rest of your life. Because if you just focus on quantity, then you have way too many choices. And then you're overwhelming yourself in that space that you don't need. Again, we don't need overwhelm, like simplistic, simplistic choices. So spend a little bit more, it's going to last you longer, it's better for the environment, we go on and on and on. But ultimately, it's to give ourselves that sense and make this connection that you said so well, connecting with that genius. Um, that created that higher end product between from the fabric, from the design to the fabric, to the manufacturing of it, to the ultimate sale of it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that goes in there. And one thing that I thought of when you were saying that it's um, it doesn't mean you have to spend more. Like definitely not encouraging that it's um, whatever resonates with you. And if you want to look for the genius in other ways, that's fine, right? There's like beauty in everything and there's something you take away from anything. And so it doesn't have to be that. It's just for me, what I'm trying to resonate in, and, and you might be too, and anybody listening might be, is I want to experience things where somebody that is the best that something is trying to put in, yep. but there's different in, in the creative side. So there's also people that are working extremely hard to bring a product to market at the lowest possible price. And so you can appreciate that as well. So as long as you have that intention of like, whatever it is that you're about to consume that you're trying to find the greatness in it, it's fine. It doesn't have to be, you know, a thousand dollar t-shirt or a $300,000 car. It doesn't have to be those things. You know, there's high energy in, in any way you look at it. There's somebody doing their best to bring it to market in a certain way. It just, when you set that intention of what you want out of it, and since we're talking about clothes and you know, getting that job or performing higher at that job or standing out at your job, you know, I think 
probably most cases, it's going to be the high-end thing where you can pull that out of. That's right. There's a direct connection. Yep. Yep. Or, and it's probably easier to find, I think, in a high-end one too, because it's right there. You see it. Right there. You know. I know. It's hard not to see it. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. So this is, you know, a clothing conversation. I don't know how much that resonates with everybody, but, you know, if you're sticking into it and you're still listening to it, it's it's not about the clothes. I mean, for sure with Francesca, it is, that's what she's developing. It's the look, it's the feeling, it's all those things. But I think it all still goes back to that internal um, being that you're trying to be, that you're trying to level up. And it's so interesting that this conversation ended up with intention being valuable and why working with someone like her is an intentional decision of you want to shift your perception. You want to change your vibration. You want to change how people view you. Um, not that pe- how people view you matter, but if it does matter, then it does. It doesn't have to matter. That's right. But if for you at your current state, it does matter, then it's okay to do something that will help elevate that because that will continue down your journey. Now, that can't be the forever solution that people only like me because I wear nice clothes or people think because I wear nice clothes. Right. That's just like your foot in the door to, for you to show you know what you are on the inside. So I guess, you know, it's, you're right. It is interesting where this path went, but I guess what I want to clarify is that we all have to get dressed, right? Yeah. And my point in today, in our time together, is being aware of that. Being aware of what you put on and having that connection. And perhaps that's not you, like you said, but it's the intention of presenting your best self, however that may be, making a connection, you know, staying intentional, which is my word of the year, by the way, right? It's a word like every day I have it written down here every day with intention. You know, what is that for you as a listener listening to this conversation? Like, okay, maybe not getting dressed up isn't your thing and that's okay. But getting dressed is, is your thing. It's everybody's thing, right? For the most part, like, as far as I know, right? <laughs> it's, um, oh, don't yeah. get dressed to go anywhere, grocery shopping, going out, taking a walk, whatever. What is it for you? What's that connection for you? It applies to all yeah. of us. No, I think that's funny that that's your uh, word of the year. And that's where we landed. Cause I did not know that, yep, um, going in, that was it. So you must just be resonating with that. So if somebody's listening and they are interested, they're like, okay, hey, this actually does resonate with me. I want to step up my game at my current job, or I'm going to be going on some interviews, or um, they just want to know more about you. You have a podcast, a great podcast where you bring on guests and talk about that stuff. What's the best way? And I'll put it in the description, but what's the best way for someone to get connected with you? Um, that's great. Henry, I would say Instagram is great. Um, you you'll put the link in the show notes. They can find me on Instagram. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. Like if they're in that career corporate space, I'm very active there. And I know you'll be spelling my first name and last name. There's a lot of letters. Um, so Francesca Zampaglione on Instagram, on LinkedIn. They can also visit my website, uh, which is easy to spell. It's dressed smart. And I have a contact form in there and they can reach out to me there. So there are a few different ways there, Henry, that they can reach out to me. And if they're not sure, well, everything starts with a call, right? A discovery call. And we could just spend a few minutes on the phone to see if we're a good match for each other. Cause that's ultimately, you know, how I help them 
is making sure that they want to be helped, right? That, that they're open for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, so all those links will be in the description. Um, so you'll just be able to click it. You don't have to worry about spelling anything or anything like that. <laughs> um, but if you do end up doing a discovery call, I think you know, that's such a great thing to do. Um, and getting to know Francesca a little bit, I know it'll be worth you know your time to do that because I think she has the same uh, probably fault as me. And we do these discovery calls sometimes maybe when we shouldn't. And uh, I just, I would hate to not talk to somebody that I felt like needed to talk to them. And, uh, you know, I always try to provide, you know, some type of takeaway, even if I know from the first second that this is not someone that I'm going to be working with, there's not going to be any, you know, exchange of funds or anything like that. I just, every time, like I got, you know, 20, 30 minutes with this person, I'm going to try to help them because um, I'm going to feel better by doing that. I'm going to be in my groove because that's like it's so it's going to give me something going forward. Um, and then hopefully it gives them something going forward because they were also open enough to spend the time, you know, and call me or, or you know, schedule the session and everything. Yeah, Henry, I agree because you know, when we lift others, we lift ourselves, right? Isn't that great that we get to do that? So you said it so well. So ultimately, maybe it's not, you know. A connection of a service, but through the phone call, you know, we're helping lift them just a little bit, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So okay, I know you're big on words of the day and uh, you know a mantra or something that you're carrying with you. So we're gonna wrap up, but I figured maybe there's something that you want to leave everybody with. Maybe it's your word of the week or your sentence or a quote that you're looking at right now. You know, what is it that you want to kind of give them to take with them? So I love that you said that, and I wish I would have had my um, my journal pulled, but I do journal in the morning. It has helped me. It's so therapeutic. Um, but I wrote this down this morning to put somewhere, so I'm going to just read it to you or everyone out there. So having a coach helps you to remember to believe in yourself. It gets harder to remember that on your own and when you're getting up, Right. So I've invested in myself through a coach because I mentioned, you know, oh, I can just do this myself. But having someone like a coach remembering, reminding you of your greatness, like, is huge. So I guess the word is, you know, ask for help, build your community. Gosh, how do we narrow this down, Henry? Um, You're not alone. How's that? You're not alone. You're not alone. And if you've been on the fence about working with a coach, if that's something that you've thought about, uh, whether it's with me or a personal, just whoever, you know, think about people in your life where you have observed their life, a situation they're in, and you can clearly see what they're doing that is getting in their way. Clear as day. You can see like, oh, they keep doing this. They keep dating this person. They keep, you know, putting their foot in the mouth this way. Like you clearly see it. Now, imagine if you had somebody that that's like what they do for a profession is look at what people are doing, analyze it, and then able to give them perspective on, you know, how to change it. That's what a coach will do for you. So if you can see it in other people, a coach will see it in you and be able to take something that might take you two or three years and expedite that, you know, really quickly. So I, I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, well, thank you so much again for joining us, Francesca. You know, 
check out her LinkedIn. Her LinkedIn is awesome. Um, I, I get on LinkedIn all the time and she's got an awesome LinkedIn. You post a lot of your videos there. Oh yeah. Uh, and and stuff, I forgot so. to mention the podcast. I'm so sorry. Uh, we got oh, yeah. so carried away and uh, they can listen to my podcast, which is office flip-flops, office flip-flops. And it's all the fun places that you listen to podcasts, Spotify and Apple and all of that. I completely forgot about that because I was concerned about making sure we, we got yours taken care of. So yeah, uh, they can find me and listen to a couple of my conversations there too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put a link to the podcast down there as well. So that way they can find it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you pulled something for this. If you want to reach out to Francesca, all her links are in the description. Have a great day. And I can't wait to talk to you next time.